Hello there and welcome to Planet Sport Football Africa. This is the show where we look at African football, what's happening around the continent and what African players are doing overseas. I'm Steve Vickers in Harare, Zimbabwe. And I'm Solomon Izanga Shams in Johannesburg, South Africa. Today we're catching up with the action at the CHAN, the African Nations Championship in South Africa, with Libya and Ghana in the final. Another disappointment for the host South Africa with an early exit. They also hosted the 2010 World Cup and the 2013 Africa Cup of Nations. But it doesn't seem to be taking their football forward. Very disappointing to be out, obviously, in the first round. But definitely there has to be a lot done there to revive the football in the country as well, starting with the national team and a whole new technical staff as well. We'll be looking at Bafana Bafana's problems. Also, we talked to our UK football expert, Stuart Weir about some of the big African transfers in Europe with Chelsea signing tricky Egyptian striker Mohamed Salah and Michael Essien moving to Italy. First, the third edition of the CHAN, the African Nations Championship, ends in South Africa this weekend. It's a tournament like the Africa Cup of Nations but for home-based players only. And after nearly three weeks of action, Libya will play Ghana in the final. This after both semi-finals were goalless after extra time, with Libya beating Zimbabwe on penalties and Ghana beating Nigeria on spot kicks. Your thoughts on those games, Solomon? I think the two teams that I wanted to see in the finals actually lost the semi-finals. That is Zimbabwe. I thought it was going to be a very great achievement for a nation like Zimbabwe to be able to get into the finals for the first time. For them playing in a championship like this, I thought it was going to be good for Zimbabwean football. But credit must go to Zimbabwe. They played so well. I think for me, they're one of the most attractive side of the tournament. And also Nigeria. I thought Nigeria was supposed to win that game in the full nine, within the full 90 minutes, which they didn't. Uh, Ghana came out and Ghana wanted it and strong and Ghana got it. But congratulations to Ghana and also Libya. I think Libya has uh, really improved and we hope to see more coming from the nation of Libya when it comes to football. But if Ghana rises to the occasion and say, let's play the way we played against Nigeria, let's play the way uh, we play in the quarterfinals, then definitely it's going to be Ghana's. But it's going to be another great game, the finals between Libya and Ghana. So it should be a good final. Give us your thoughts on the Chan on our Facebook page. Have you been enjoying the tournament? Do you think it's a good thing for African football to have this second-tier version of the Nations Cup? Well, Sylvester Simon in Nigeria says it's good for African football and it helps to discover raw talent and to groom players. And Sylvester says, I can see great prospects for these rising stars in Africa. And Norman says it's good for African football. He says, I'd like to see Zimbabwe win it. Well, that was before the semi-final exit there. Our Facebook page is Planet Sport Football Africa. That's all one word, Planet Sport Football Africa. Tell us what you think about the CHAN, the African Nations Championship. Now, last week, Solomon mentioned that it could take South Africa 10 years to be able to build a team that can challenge for African titles. This following their group stage exit at the African Nations Championship, giving the latest evidence of the decline in South African football. South Africa last qualified for the Africa Cup of Nations back in 2008. They missed out in 2010 and in 2012 and played as hosts in 2013. They qualified for the World Cup finals in 1998 and 2002 when the South Africa team was at its strongest and they played as World Cup hosts in 2010. 
Now, most African countries envy South Africa for their football infrastructure, for their facilities, for the huge sponsorship that there is in South African football, and the opportunity that the country had to host the 2010 FIFA World Cup, the 2013 Nations Cup, and the ongoing 2014 Chan, where they exited at the group stage. So, with all these positives, why is the South Africa team struggling so badly? Well, Spencer Bander is at the Chan tournament. He spoke to South African. Sports journalist Tando Kamane. I've got my own reservation about uh, our national team's performance, uh, but you know they they made a statement. They made a point when they selected the team that they selected. They selected a team that that I mean uh, a single player had more caps than most of the national teams that were playing here. So they 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 picked the best eleven in South Africa and they wanted to win the tournament. Very disappointing to be out, obviously, in the first round. But definitely, there there has to be a lot done there to revive the football in the country as well, starting with the national team and a whole new technical staff as well. Yeah, I think Gordon Eggerson's time is up. Now they really need to do some introspection and come up with a different formula. Yeah, and with、uh, you know South Africa having hosted the World Cup, the Africa Nations Cup, and now this、uh, Chan tournament, do you think、uh, the facilities, infrastructure, being put to good use? You think? Yeah, no, definitely. Look, we'd love to keep hosting these tournaments, but the problem is, if we weren't hosting these tournaments, maybe we wouldn't qualify for them. So there again, a whole lot of asked questions at our structures and football in the country. But for the country itself, economically, it's a it's a very good opportunity. We keep hosting. These tournaments. Yeah, a friend of mine was joking earlier and said Brazil should even watch out because if they can't host it, their stadiums are not ready. We'll say come back to Africa, <laughs> we'll host it. So, so yeah, man. That's the sentiments of South African sports journalist Tando Kamene. Solomon, what would you say? Why are South Africa struggling so badly? Especially as we heard there, they did have a strong and experienced team for the Chan. Yes, I think South Africa is definitely struggling right now. Steve, if you look at the Bafana Bafana team that represented South Africa, a lot of the players there, from players like the captain Intumelang Kune to Simpiwe Shabalala to Bernard Parker, most of these guys have over 50 caps. A lot of those guys have played in the World Cup. And if you look at other nations like、uh, Mauritania and Uganda, who was here, Ethiopia, who was here also,、uh, they, they, if you compare them to Bafana Bafana, definitely they are much more inexperienced. But Bafana Bafana, I think for me the problem is they've not been producing younger players who would take over, younger players with commitment. I was telling some South Africans the other day, I said, look, until you get to a place where South African players see the importance of going to Europe and playing in the European league, they're always gonna suffer. They're always not gonna. Play so well. Just a few days ago, a South African player from Orlando Pirates, Andile Jali, he signed to play for a club in、uh, Belgium, which for me is really positive. But a lot of the players just stay here. They are comfortable. They don't give enough. They're in their comfort zone, and that really affects them. You know, they go out there and they play the way that they play.、Uh, what do you expect from them? And also, you have to take it down to the grassroots. The grassroots. Players with intention to play for Bafana Bafana, players that are gonna grow and really see themselves playing through the under 17, under 21, the Olympic team. You know, you, we don't see those players anymore. I think Safa needs to go back and say, how do we make sure we get players from the under 17 graduating to under 20, graduating to the under 23, because that is where you're gonna get a good team. Again, it's gonna take South Africa about 10 years to be able to get that. We've seen Belgium. Belgium. 
Belgium is going to the World Cup in Brazil, they went through the same phase where Belgian football was totally forgotten. But now we see wonderful players like Benteka, like Hazard, like Kompany, you know, coming through. And Bafana Bafana needs to make sure they go down there, take the under-17 seriously. But the Bafana Bafana squad we have right now, I don't even see them playing in the African Nations Cup in Morocco next year. Well, there are great stadiums there in South Africa, but South Africa not even able at the moment to qualify for tournaments. So looking back, would you say it was beneficial for South Africa to have hosted the 2010 FIFA World Cup? Indeed, the only African country ever to have hosted the tournament. I don't think it's really beneficial when it comes to our football. You know, I don't think it has really improved the, the play for Bafana Bafana. We've seen it. Bafana Bafana is still struggling. I don't think it has really improved the standard of uh, the league, the South African Premier League. I don't think it has in any way, but it has definitely improved the economy. It has branded South Africa as a very great tourist destination, as a sporting nation. But when it comes to the growth of football that's going to draw out of it, I don't see anything coming out of it and I've not seen anything yet because uh, trust me after the World Cup South African football is really struggling right now struggling to stay awake uh, playing against minnows and and losing so that is not really a great thing uh, for South African football so I just hope that they're going to be able to sort that out but the legacy is there the stadiums the great stadiums are there and they can host any championship at any time well, certainly plenty of problems for South African football. Thanks a lot to Solomon Ashoms for joining us from South Africa. Well, you're listening to Planet Sport Football Africa, and let's talk about European football now. I'm joined on the line by our European football expert, Stuart Weir, in the UK. And quite a few transfers done involving African players. Uh, Michael Essien uh, has moved from Chelsea to AC Milan in Italy on a 17-month deal. Uh, The Ghana midfielders had only nine appearances this season since returning from Real Madrid. And lack of game time maybe seems to be the problem, especially with the World Cup coming up. Essien is 31 years old now. Uh, AC Milan struggling in Serie A. So, Stuart, presumably they will give Essien quite a bit of game time. Yes, I'm sure you're right that it is about game time because, uh, I mean, Essien uh, was at Chelsea for um, seven seasons. Then he went to Real Madrid. A lot of that playing under Mourinho. Mourinho likes him. But just at the moment, the Chelsea midfield is so strong that uh, he's, as you say, only getting a handful of games. And if you actually want to nitpick, most of those games he's not playing the, the, the full uh, 90 minutes. Uh, so I think, uh, I'm sure that's his motivation. I'm sure he's not doing badly financially. Um, and as you say, going to an AC Milan side, which has players like Kaka, but which is just leaking too many goals. And to have a kind of strong enforcer in midfield like Essien uh, would probably be a, a good match for both of them. So it could be a good move for Essien. And uh, Chelsea, having let Essien go, have signed Mohamed Salah for $16 million from Basel in Switzerland. Now, this guy really is a hot shot. He's Egyptian. I saw him last July here in Harare when Egypt beat Zimbabwe by four goals to two in a World Cup qualifier. He was simply unstoppable and scored a hat-trick. Uh, it's a five-and-a-half-year deal. Salah's won the Swiss Player of the Year award this week. And Mourinho says he's just the kind of player that he needs. Uh, yes, I, I mean, I think he's a, a real prospect for the future. I wouldn't be sure how many games he'll get this season. 
Um, because, I mean, Chelsea just have so many players. But we'll come on to Juan Mata in a moment, you know. And I'm sure that, that Salah will prove to be an excellent buy. But I think he may take a little bit of time, um, you know, because he's only played in Egypt and in Switzerland, neither of which are really quite at the standard of the Premiership. So it may take him a little bit of time to adjust to the different conditions, to the different style of play, the different speed of the game. So I would see him as more a player for the future than somebody who's going to have a massive impact uh, on the team this year. And you say Chelsea selling one matter to Manchester United. Uh, rather intriguing, this one. Well, it is. It's a massive move because uh, for the two previous years, he really was the Chelsea playmaker and, and star player. But he's only had 13 league games uh, this season, which is obviously very frustrating for him. And again, uh, you know, most of those games, he's only playing uh, part of the time. But, you know, when you look who he's competing with, uh, I just think that uh, Mourinho has gone for Oscar and Hazard as his main midfield players. And Mata has just gone... To- a little bit down the packing order. You know, Matter though, is only 25. I think he will be an amazingly good buy for Manchester United. And again, he has said quite openly that he needs to be playing if he's going to force his way into the the Spanish starting uh, lineup in the in the World Cup. But, you know, what also makes this really fascinating is Chelsea selling a world-class player to one of their rivals because normally Premier League clubs just don't do that. The day will come when Mata will have a wonderful game for Manchester United against Chelsea and, uh, you know, perhaps Chelsea will be left with a bit of egg on the face. Well, yes, that's a really fascinating one. Now, uh, one other transfer of note, Nigeria striker Peter Odemwengi's move to Stoke City, also in the English Premier League. Rather unsettled is the 32-year-old. He's moved from West Bromwich Albion to Cardiff at the start of the season and uh, now moving on to Stoke just a few months later. I mean, I think Peter's rather lost his way because when he was at West Brom. He was there for three seasons. He scored 30 goals. He was scoring a goal every two to three games. And then there was this ridiculous situation where he heard that QPR wanted to sign him. And he actually drove down to QPR to seal the deal. And of course, that just ended his chances at West Brom. But he then went to Cardiff City, where you know he scored one goal in 15 league games this season. And Again, he's not even holding a regular place in the team. I worked out he's playing on average about 50 minutes a game there. So you could say that his career is a bit in decline. Uh, Stoke City, again, uh, are struggling a bit. So it'll be interesting to see whether he can hold down a place and score the goals he used to, um, or if indeed perhaps just um, his best days are behind him. Well, indeed, and it'll be a big challenge for Odom Wingy to seal a place in the Nigeria World Cup squad. Thanks a lot to Stuart Weir in the UK, also to Solomon Ashoms in South Africa. That's it for today. From me, Steve Vickers in Zimbabwe, do give us your thoughts on the Chan tournament on our Facebook page. Have you been enjoying the tournament and is it a good thing for African football? Our Facebook page is Planet Sport Football Africa. Uh, that is all one word. So we'll be back next week. You can find the show online at planetsport.tv. And Planet Sport Football Africa is a 2K Plus international sports media production.